Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, and in this episode, we might talk about the Great Indoors. Did you see my text about caves? Yes, we, I, got, we got to talk about caves. Caves? You you want to go caving? Oh, it's so cool, sixty degrees all year round, and there's some cool ones not only in Missouri but in Illinois. I'll I'll inform you a little bit. Yeah, later. please do. I'm anxious to hear more about that. I've, I've been caving a little bit with the Boy Scouts one time, but that that was it was pretty. Mild. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory, your gun concierge in De Pere, just off of uh, Manchester and 270, just off 270, about a half a mile. Look for the tennis store. They're in the same plaza as Razorback Armory. Uh, this is a great, a great store. It's not a big store. Heck, it's probably... I don't know, as big as this line of studios, which is, you know, not a huge studio, uh, not, not not a huge place, but it's a great place you can go in. And if you just want to talk Second Amendment, you want to talk about guns and accessories, RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you, right, Jess? Always. Always. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys doing I'm today? good. You know, last time I was in there, actually, second to last time I was in there, the pair of police officers standing there just, just talking to Jesse, just talking. And, and you have a lot of law enforcement that shop in your store, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do um, that. You know, personally, the officers shop with us, and we also do a lot with some different municipalities around us. Business yeah. still on fire for you? It's good. Uh, we're definitely seeing a little bit of a slowdown right now. Kids going back to school. You know, uh, different. You know, your itinerary. You know, every day, day to day is changing for a lot of people. As uh, you know, as schools are getting back in. You know, sports are starting back up for their kids. So. We kind of see that little little, little bit of a slowdown for that. You know, Jesse. You know what I think, Mark Cox here. I think we need a little mm-hmm. more stimulus. We can get the government to send us another check, and then people can just yeah. sign it over to you. I'm, I, I like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I understand that we're going to have to pay that back. <laughs> oh man, you, what a wet blanket this guy is! I'm, I'm I just know. kidding. No, yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean. I, I know a lot of people yeah. though that were happy to get their check and go out and buy a new toy with it. So oh, that, I, yeah, we were yeah. we were building stimulus funds left <laughs> the, and right. I'll bet you were. You know, my experience has been watching this as an observer because, of course, like every Second Amendment enthusiast and somebody who enjoys the shooting sports, I must have 
given my email to every company in America, which is constantly sending me solicitations uh, when they get this this kind of ammo in or that kind of ammo in. And boy, I mean, the prices have gone up. But it, it my impression right now is it's easier to get ammo than it was six months ago. What are you seeing? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's starting to fill back in. Uh, Remington came back online after they got bought out of bankruptcy. So uh, they were a huge provider into the marketplace. Uh, so ammo is, is more readily available. Uh, specific ammo, though, if somebody comes in looking for a specific brand and a specific grain weight, that's still hard. But uh, we're, we're definitely seeing it fill back in. Um, now this new deal with steel-cased ammo uh, no longer being imported from Russia will will start to really take effect here. Uh, well, pretty much now on, well, we've already sold out of everything that we had that was uh, Russian steel case. Yeah, we should probably maybe explain that to people a little better. Mm-hmm. I covered it on my show this week uh, during my 2A mm-hmm. Tuesday segment. But effectively, the Biden administration, in, in an attempt to get back at Russia, uh, put some new regulations on the importation of of things from certain companies. And one thing it's going to impact is uh, like this tool ammo, I think is one of the brands and some of this other ammunition that, that we've used to um, bolster the amount of ammunition available here in the U S during this, this drought, so to speak Uh, in the future. I mean, maybe not this week or next week, but in the future, that stuff's going to become less available. We expect, right? Yes. If it was approved and it's already inbound, because they have to approve ammo shipments coming into the country, if it's approved and it's already inbound, it's still going to make it. Um, unfortunately, uh, because everything's like a commodity, the price on all that ammo is going to go through the roof. Um, anything else that would need to be approved to come in is now blanket denial. Um, and this is uh, it's, so any steel-cased ammo from like Tula, Brown Bear, Silver Bear, pretty much anything made in Russia. Uh, and it's it's a sizable part of the ammunition marketplace. Uh, there's some guys floating some numbers out that 30 to 40 percent of it. Uh, wow. And we don't – in the United States, we don't make a lot of 7.62 by 39. Um, we It's always imported steel case, and it's less expensive. You know, it's kind of just been the norm forever. That's going to be a big player in that um, because brass, you know, people are used to paying steel case prices. Well, brass case, you know, copper jacketed seven six two by thirty nine ammo is expensive, uh, two to three times what you would pay normally just for a regular steel case. What other countries, Jess, do we uh, import uh, ammo from around the world? Well, that and that's going to be the. I mean, that's going to be the thing. We're going to people are just are just going to have to shift to you know getting it from a manufacturer out of South America or another manufacturer out of Eastern Europe. Um, but the, the plants there from Tula and all that from are in Russia. Um, there's even, they've heard talk already that they're talking about moving um, just because, and, and we're the, and we're the largest consumer of that ammo. I mean, the boxes are written in English. I mean, sure. it's, it's not that they're, you know, it's not what we're just getting Russian ammo they're really making that for the U.S. marketplace. And and it just, you know, I can't help but to think uh, that it's just a backdoor attempt by the Biden Absolutely. administration to be able to say no and somehow have an impact on uh, American sportsmen and, and people who are Second Amendment supporters because they now have the full authority to reject these, which they will. I mean, there's no doubt about that. 
Exactly. And this wasn't voted on. This was arbitrarily. They said, hey, you know, we're going to put sanctions on them and stop this importation. Um, and really, yeah, that's who it affects. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, if, if you're not a uh, if you don't own weapons that take steel cased ammo, you probably don't even know this happened. Right. Um, so it doesn't affect you at all. But it definitely is was a way for them to. Um, you know, directly affected to a community and, and obviously in a negative way, you know, and, and putting sanctions on them is putting sanctions on Americans so they can buy that ammo because we can't get it anymore. I will tell you, uh, Mark, that uh, I have been ammo shamed, but not by Jesse at Razorback. <laughs> oh, listen to him laugh. I, and I, I did share the story with him. I was ammo shamed because I bought aluminum jacketed ammo. Um, and it's, I guess, mostly meant for target practice, sport, you know, shooting sports. But to mm-hmm. me, ammo's ammo. If you've got it, you know, you can shoot it. Well, it's it could be effective. Um, you, you don't shame people anymore, do you? No, it's and really there's nothing wrong with it. It's just dirtier. It's just that some it was a little bit dirtier. And the other thing is people will will buy that ammo and their guns. So some guns are ammo finicky. That's just the nature of right, that true. particular mechanism in that gun. Well, when they come to me and they've been shooting, you know, brass case nine millimeter, 115 grain, and they went and fought, found a deal on this aluminum case stuff. Well, my gun doesn't work. Well, it's, it's not your gun. Just clean ammo, it. it clean like it. That ammo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like yeah. that ammo. But they want to say, well, fix my gun. And I, I can't make your gun work on ammo that doesn't want to feed on. But if your gun eats it and it feeds it and you're happy with it, and yeah, a little little bit more frequent Let, cleaning in, cycle, absolutely. Unless you've got an AK, which will chew up and spit yeah. out just about anything. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you can actually throw dirt in there. Go. <laughs> yeah. But but, but it, it's not going to harm a gun, right? No, the no, those don't. So there's a there's a big and then this whole steel case thing. There's a lot of people on on board saying, oh, that stuff's all crap ammo, and you should never shoot it in a good gun. So the steel cased ammo has like a lacquer on the outside of the casing itself. Um, so as you heat up the chamber and you're firing it, some of that stuff can kind of gum up or gunk up the chamber slightly. Okay? okay, where brass doesn't. Okay, brass goes in and out, doesn't hurt the chamber. So a lot of people will say you shouldn't shoot that in let's say ARs they make 223 and 556 ammo you're going to gum up your AR well yeah so you're going to have to clean it um, you know, you're going to have to polish the chamber or do something down the road that's going to cause a an issue with your firearm if you didn't do it but as far as pull trigger go bang hit target you know cycle through and have that you know your initial investment in your ammunition be lower by buying the steel case ammo because it was cheaper now it's now it's over that but um no there, there's no you know, there's nothing that you should or shouldn't do it um there's a lot of opinions but it will work in your firearm um i would you know it's kind of like buying a ferrari and, and putting the cheapest gas you could get in it was, the yeah. analogy we usually use you know if you're buying a premium weapon you definitely want to you know not buy the top dollar premium ammo but definitely buy something that's not causing your excessive wear or excessive, you know, following to that, that that's, fire. Yeah, that's great you know. advice. Same as bad gas in a carburetor, right, Jess? Yep. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, um, you're going to have to clean it. Uh, yeah, and he's got a background in motorcycles. Um, uh, let's talk about reloading real quick. Have you seen an increase in people interested in learning how to do that? And if people have been thinking about it or just hearing, wow, that is an option, uh, is there a class you need to take or can you learn it from YouTube or what? what's the steps to do that? Um, so yes, now we do not sell reloading supplies. Um, and obviously it's from a, the size of the shop and, uh, we don't carry powder because I don't have a place for a powder magazine, but yes, reloading has taken off massively in the last 18, you know, 18 months, two years, uh, with ammo shortages, people realized, well, I, I could try to make it. 
Um, and reloading, um, I, I tell people if they want to get into reloading, it's pretty simple. If you are a detail-oriented person, it will probably be great for you, <laughs> okay? If you're, uh, oh, that looks okay, or, you know, that, eh, that, that looks like it could be all right, you know, not really detail-oriented, that could be dangerous for you. So if you're, if you're wanting to get into it, the initial investment in the reloading equipment uh, is, a, is a pretty sliding scale. You can get a very basic set or you can get more of an automated setup. Right. Um, but making the ammo and doing that, and, and I tell people this, yes, it is. If you, if you discount the cost of your equipment, you just, you just buy it and, and don't even think about that. When you look at your component cost, yes, it can be cheaper to reload. Um, but you also have your time. So a lot of people, you know, they don't have, they, they barely have the time to get out and shoot and enjoy the weapon. Well, if you don't have time to do that, you probably don't have time to reload. That's also. a good point. Yeah. So and I heard there was a shortage on primers too right now. People oh, are having trouble getting yeah. those. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the, everything to do with ammunition, there's a shortage. There has been a shortage on, we're seeing it fill back in. Yeah, primers good. are a big, are a, a, the primers are a, a definitely a choke point on that. Um, there's only certain manufacturers of primers in the world, um, mm-hmm. and they weren't ready for the just straight line spike of how many people wanted that product immediately. And they were already they they already had it turned up to eleven. I mean, they're already making as much as they could. Um, so we're seeing we're seeing that fill in. Also, we can't just buy. Um, see, in the United States, we have you know Sammy spec and different things on ammo. So you just can't get a primer and bring it in and then have a U.S.-based company mm-hmm. start manufacturing with it. They have to prove it. They have to test it. They have to meet the quality and, you know, the QC and quality control guidelines that that's going to work in their ammo. It's not going to be a pro- it's not going to be problematic. It's not going to make something, you know, not do what it's supposed to do. So it takes a while to prove that out. Uh, one of my main vendors, Sig Sauer, um, they are opening – they already have an ammo plant, but they're actually – making their own primers now or they're, they're building the plant to make their own primers here right. because they don't want that choke point in their ammo manufacturing just like the chips for the cars too yeah, they're, exactly. they're starting to do that exactly. in america before yep. we let you go before we let you go yep. jess i gotta ask you about trigger discipline i sent you a photo over the weekend that was yes. sent to me and it's not a one-off photo this is no. you watch any video of the taliban right now you're seeing this whether at they're at the afghan president's desk and they're standing there with their firearms uh, you're seeing a, an extended index finger. That's called trigger discipline. Correct. Uh, talk, also, uh, go ahead. No, no, and also weapons placement. A very good friend of mine served in the military um, in some different in some different groups. Uh, he was the real deal. Um, actually, commented about that. I was in the shop and commented to me about it. And he was he was on the. So the ANA, Afghan, you know, National Army, and other groups that we've trained over there to try to, you know, basically say, hey, you need to govern your, you know, you need to police your own country. Right. They drill that into them, and I mean, it's not like, hey, hold your gun right. They, they, and this is word for word. They'll take that gun and smack it into their chest. So if you if you see people in these different videos and stuff we're seeing coming out of Afghanistan, if the muzzle is up, apparently. And they're kind of holding their gun. It's a very aggressive position towards you. Muzzle down with a, with your finger off the trigger. Obviously, that is how they teach them because it's a less aggressive stance. Sure. And that's how they're beaten. I mean, it's literally that beaten into them right. is don't muzzle sweep anybody. Muzzle down, finger discipline, because they run. They're as they've 
apparently gone for a century, however long, you know, they've done this. It's muzzle up, finger on the trigger, and walking around in a completely undisciplined wow. uh, setting. But, yeah, he pointed that out. And then, then that, that picture that you sent me and that a lot of people have seen it with him circled, those people were, were trained by either a coalition, you know, U.S. military coalition forces somewhere wow. that – they that is not a that is not a learn you know a normal position for them. That was a discipline beat into them by apparently U.S. military coalition. by excessive training. Jess, I'm glad you pointed exactly. that out. I just exactly. wanted to talk about that fact a little bit as we continue to watch footage from Afghanistan for Americans to look at and go, okay, who is the Taliban? Who trained the Taliban? And unfortunately, it looks like uh, well, you'll see it for yourself. Let's just say it that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Jess, thanks yeah. for joining us from Razorback Armory. Good guy, smart guy, and uh, go in and meet him, and you'll you'll get more of what we just talked about here. Yeah, good stuff, uh, Jess. Thank you for that. Hey, coming up, we've talked a lot about the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Now there are legislators talking about tweaking it. Uh, others have filed suit against it in Missouri. We're going to talk to Patrick Holland uh, from the Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast when we come back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time 
This boy isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a work hard here at Second Amendment Radio for the ambiance of the show and for this segment. Now, coming up on the program, we are still going to talk uh, the SAPA bill. Patrick Holland uh, from Truth, Money, and Freedom Podcast. We're going to talk to him about uh, the headlines that we're all seeing about uh, is is the SAPA bill in danger of being changed or canceled or modified or whatever. We'll get that information coming up. But, you know, last week we talked some about uh, hiking uh, outdoors. And, Mark, i got to tell you. It's just, you can't even breathe when you step outside. Oh, yeah. Uh, we left dinner last night with some friends, and it was about uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and, and the, the oppressive heat and humidity just takes it away. But as soon as our friends said, you know, it's like we're in Florida, I felt so much better. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You thought you were on a beach. You went to the beach, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't That's smell it. the beach. It. But I, it just, it changed my mindset that quickly. It's like. Yeah, this this is what Florida feels like. It's pretty awesome, mm-hmm. it you is. know. But there are those people, and I'm always so impressed by them who who seem unfazed by this stuff. I'll be driving home, uh, air conditioner cranked up, and I'll see somebody jogging up a hill in a hundred degree weather, and I think to myself, "Who who are you? <laughs> like, how does this not impact you?" I can remember specifically because you know my show starts at five in the morning, and I get up. And I I leave for work three forty five something like that ten to four. I'm driving up a a dark street uh, to get up to to uh, uh, Clarkson Road to get to the highway to get to work. And all of a sudden, I think I see an animal ahead of me. This is back in the winter. It is negative two degrees on my mirror. <laughs> right there was a dude jogging in shorts. <laughs> Uh, tennis shoes and a hoodie. Was it John Hewlett? I have no. It could have been. He <laughs> what, had a hoodie on. Or was it that guy from Dual Survival? Have you seen this guy <laughs> with the, two, the pigtails yeah. and no shoes on? <laughs> it was two degrees outside, and again, just like the guy in the hundred degree weather, I'm thinking to myself, "Who are you? I mean, are you just into extreme sports, or are you trying to prove something, or are you addicted to the? He's to got the, a schedule, Mark. Endorphins. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's also doing a morning show. But <laughs> that's that early in the morning. Not me. Well, yeah. you know. Remember, three weeks ago, we were like, it doesn't feel like August. But this week, <laughs> yeah. it feels like August. And four In months Florida. from now, it'll be Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. can you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I started the segment with Hole in the World. By Eagles. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go there because it's nice and cool in the beautiful caves of Missouri uh, and Illinois. And Illinois, there's some there's some very unique ones, and I sent you guys a, a screenshot of uh, a link just because I love going into caves. But I do want to point out about people that run in extreme temperatures like that. There's also the people in the gym that wear the oxygen restriction yes. things um, to limit. I don't know what they call it. I've seen it. Like not just masks that we're wearing for COVID, uh, but they'll do it intentionally uh, because they're like trying to uh, train for hiking 14ers in Colorado or, you know, climbing Kilimanjaro or something like that. It's to restrict their oxygen level. I'm like, dude, it's it's a waste of your time. Have a Snickers and chill out. Drink a bottle let me, of water. Let me tell you what. I, I go home in the evenings. Uh, I drink a beer. 
Maybe I drink two. Depends on the weekends. Or I might scotch. drink more. I'm just pointing out a little, little bourbon, whatever the case may be. A little cigar. Um, I would occasionally. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I reasonably work out three, two, three days a week. I mean, I work out, go to the gym, build up some cardio, all that. Um, I went to Glacier National Park and I hiked about a 12 mile hike. We started at probably six and a half or 7,000 feet and probably went up two more thousand in elevation. Wow. I do not need an oxygen restrictor <laughs> at the gym. I survived that just fine. My legs were tired. I huffed and puffed a little bit, but I made it. You can make it too. Okay. Uh, I know that the the weather is supposed to break over the weekend. We'll probably have storms roll through, but uh, as we were preparing for this show, I got to thinking about Merrimack Caverns. That's like uh, yeah. th- that's the only one I've actually been into Missouri. Right. I've been to Minnesota Caverns, uh, Wyoming Underground Tunnel things, um, and then if you go riding motorcycles in Illinois along the Bluff Road. Uh, there's these limestone holes that are blowing the ice cold air out of it. So when you yes. when you hit it on a day like we've had recently, it's like it's like free air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you a, a, a cave guy? Do you like that I, kind I've of been stuff? in a few of them. Uh, there's one at Beaumont Boy Scout uh, Camp down there off 44. Oh, when okay. my kid was growing up, and we would go down there and camp all the time for scouts. He's now an Eagle Scout. I'll brag about that. Nice. Proud, proud father of an Eagle Scout. They have Mud Cave down there, which anybody who's been involved in scouting at Beaumont has probably been in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they monitor it very closely. They leave it locked most of the time. You can't just go down there and go in. Sure. But when the when the ca- camps are open, uh, they plan I- excursions into it. You don't go deep into it. Maybe some of the older scouts do. But I've been in there a few times. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've enjoyed it. There was even a cave house that was for sale down near Herculaneum uh, a few years ago. You got to go to um, to the uh, Onondaga. <laughs> no, no. What's my name? Why Crystal I... City Underground. The one underneath the uh, amusement park in Branson. What? Oh, have you been Silver there? Silver Dollar City? Silver Dollar City. There's a There's cave a under? cave under the front entrance to really? there. And when you go in where you'd get your tickets to go into, to the, you can buy a ticket to take a tour of that cave. It's really cool. you got to go You got to go down there sometime. No, I, I have yeah. no idea. Um, well, just listing mm-hmm. off a couple uh, that are around this area. Marvel Cave, uh, Fantastic Caverns, Merrimack Caverns, number three on this list, uh, Mark Twain Cave and uh, Cameron, Ca- uh, Cameron Cave, uh, Talking Rocks Cavern. I enjoy going in there because, again, it's it's you know controlled temperature. Jesse James hit out. They got the little setup in there. 67 degrees year-round. <laughs> yeah, or I think it may be cooler than that, okay. actually. I actually live in an earth home. Do you, did you know that? Yes. Okay, so. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm on my roof. Um, nice. I do. And, and, and he lives in the crater. It's not it's not quite uh, as cool as a cave, but it is way easier to heat and cool. Uh, and it's because it's all concrete and steel. It's it. I'm surprised they didn't take off anymore. Um, but we've been in this house 16 years now and wow. it's been absolutely, you know, you know. So, so do you have, I'm envisioning like in the old Batman series where the, they fly <laughs> out of the bat cave. Like, do you have one of those things Similar? that the bat? The Batmobile, the Bowmobile, Sim- rolls see, over. Yeah. Uh, Bowfoot back in the day, right? Uh, no, it's similar but different. There's no moat, uh, as we have joked about on this uh, program before. Um, but I just wanted to mention to investigate some of these cool uh, caves that are in our area. And, and a lot of them are gas tank uh, fuel away. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go and do it. Um, in Illinois, though, there's a, there's a bunch as well. Uh, so don't ignore Illinois for their caves because a lot of cool stuff. Waterloo has a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Monroe County. 
County, I think, you know, it, it's just something different, especially you get through a week like this heat and you start thinking, okay, Katie. where can I go? Yeah, and be careful. Be careful when of you go course, there. Of my, course. I have a nephew that went in a mud cave out there at Beaumont, and um, Uh-oh. bats flew over their head. <laughs> yeah, not and, a fan uh, of you know, defecated on them. So you got to be careful. You got to watch when <laughs> you go If in you're there, claustrophobic, right? you really have to pay Speaking attention. Speaking of Batman. Yeah. Uh, but claustrophobia, I mean, you, there's some places, even in Merrimack Caverns, yeah. it's like, man, I'm a big dude. I, yes. I got to shimmy through. Yeah, but they also have the big spaces where they have the weddings, and then they have the little spaces where... Yeah. You should not go. A buddy of mine owns property, Mark, that uh, he has the deepest cave on record by these spelunkers that go in and measure. It's on his property. Uh, but it's not a cave you walk into. You have to drop oh, down yeah. into. Which means uh, you have to be able to crawl back out of it at some point. you got to uh, rappel up. Yeah. Is that, yeah. No, rappel's down, isn't it? Uh, what's what's the can... opposite of rappel? Climb. Climb? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I've seen Batman do it. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I hated climbing the rope in gym. I don't know about you. But anyway, check out Caves to Stay Cool. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a great ascend, point. Ascend, climb, scale, soar, rise, mount, lift. Fly. Fly, fly out of there if you can. Up thrust. That'd be good. Fly. Outstanding. Hey, uh, by the way, coming up, just in case you uh, are into the shooting sports, which if you're listening to Second Amendment Radio, I would assume that there's a chance of that, right? These are th- there are things you need to know about some changes to the to the um, um, trade rules that the Biden administration's put in place. Little update here on what's going on with the uh, SAPA, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, and uh, some some stories out there of some folks that want to go in and tweak it. Uh, coming up in the next legislative session, maybe some lawsuits that are pending. We'll talk to Patrick Holland when we come back. Well, hopefully you found a way to beat the heat this weekend. Uh, welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. And this segment brought to you by Chuck's Boots stores in Fenton and St. Peter's. You can now shop online, which actually is a new thing for Chuck's Boots. They've come into 2021. Uh, Chuck'sBoots.com shipping uh, is free over $99, which is easy to do when you shop at Chuck's Boots. But while you're at their website or their Facebook page, get registered to win the Thoroughgood Chuck's Boots uh, Polaris 1000 General. Go to Chuck'sBoots.com when you go shop and tell them Bo sent you. All right, this segment we want to talk about uh, how they are slicing and dicing up the SAPA law. We've got uh, Patrick Holland from Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast. And uh, Patrick, great to have you on again. Uh, let's talk about where our concerns should be. What are, what are we trying to get changed or what are they trying to get changed in, in, this, uh, in this institution of where we are now? Well, first of all, good morning, Bo Matthews. Thanks very much for having me back. Uh, yeah, there's been some developments with SAPA, but it's uh, right now. I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I, I need to downplay this, but I'm not really concerned because 
what they're doing is something that we predicted. And, and what they're doing is the Department of Justice, of course, has sided with the anti-gun people, which we shouldn't have been surprised by. But the clause they're using to say what we did in Missouri with our Second Amendment Preservation Act is called the Supremacy Clause. It's in the United States Constitution. But it applies only, only to U.S. law. It does not apply to any of our Ten Amendments. Uh, now, the source of the problem, of course, is coming from St. Louis. I believe that's your neck of the woods. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, we have St. Louis County and the city of St. Louis saying that uh, basically uh, there's technical problems with the law. It, the, the title of the bill, which is now law, you know, wasn't inclusive enough. It had to have more descriptions in it. I mean, they're going after stuff like that now. Um, but the main thing they are using is United States Supremacy Clause, which simply doesn't apply. Now, I'll remind everyone who's listening in now, the way this got done in the state of Missouri is literally called anti-commandeering doctrine. It's the same doctrine that uh, states like California used to actually make uh, what we call uh, sanctuary cities, where they can have illegals, you know, basically <clears throat> not go through the process and have, you know, safe haven within those cities. And also states that have made marijuana legal. Because remember now, the federal government says, you know, marijuana is still illegal. But there's lots of states that say, yes, it is. It is legal in our state. And the federal government doesn't come down on them and use supremacy clause. They don't go down on the immig- or the uh, sanctuary cities saying, you know, supremacy clause. But they are coming down on us here in Missouri over the Second Amendment Preservation Act, citing supremacy clause, which is what we predicted. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, Mark Cox here. Uh, great to talk to you. You know, my observation on this here in the greater St. Louis area is that I've got a lot of friends in law enforcement uh, who I have the utmost respect for. The stories that the Post Disgrace has been doing on this primarily focus on the fact that members of law enforcement feel like uh, they can't do their jobs out of fear that there'll be some retribution under this act, which was never the intention of the act. And they also tried to point out that 12 out of like 54 or 55 officers who'd been deputized federally uh, had to back out of that program because out of fear that they were somehow violating this law. Here's my contention. Uh, a lot of police chiefs in these big cities uh, are uh, might have been officers for years, but ultimately they are now in a politically uh, in, a p- appointed position, and they do the bidding of whichever mayor or, or county uh, executive appointed them. And I believe their opposition to this is fueled by politics as opposed to the real impact that SAP is having on law enforcement. I would agree with that. And by the way, I have the utmost respect for law enforcement in the state of Missouri as well. They, these guys do, and girls do a great job. So let's, you know, get that out of the way first. The confusion, um, you know, basically is null and void, though. I mean, it's literally you don't enforce federal law anymore. You only enforce state law as far as firearms are concerned. And uh, our firearm laws currently in the state of Missouri are virtually a mirror image of federal law. Uh, now, that will probably start changing over time now. We'll probably start ejecting certain things like noise suppressors. We'll probably make those legal in Missouri without a tax stamp. That's just an example. Um, 
But as far as uh, people resigning positions, um, we'll talk about that real quick here because the main resignations are people in law enforcement in the state of Missouri that are also dual agents. They're also ATF. Since they're ATF, they work for the Fed, and they've had to resign their ATF positions and uh, and, and leave their detachment, um, you know, to the ATF and come back to the law enforcement agency they originally worked for, which was Missouri-based. Uh, and as far as people being concerned about, um, you know, um, the the legal ease of this um, and whether or not they're going to get sued is just purely nonsense because there's not enough of a change yet to even be concerned about that. That will probably happen during the 2022 um uh, legislative session is where we'll probably start refining our laws. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm anxious to see what those changes will be. Uh, yep, the noise suppressor is the only thing I know I think yeah. is going to go through. I've heard some whispers on that. It's Good. interesting, Patrick, and I really appreciate you joining us on the program. Uh, but the uh, marijuana analogy is fantastic. It, 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 it really does make sense because so many people support that, but they don't do this. Um, and But what, what really shocked me was the headlines. Yahoo News, how Missouri's absurd new gun law hurts police departments and shooting victims. DOJ from the Missouri Times asked court to block plainly on unconstitutional SAPA uh, is the controversial Missouri gun law constitutional uh, a judge will soon decide all these things these headlines are pumped into people it was pumped into me and I was like uh oh we got we got to call shenanigans on this right now malarkey as the president sitting president uh, says um, but what amazes me is you anticipated this you started off the conversation with us saying you along with your the supporters of second amendment anticipated this and so did you already start to plan ahead that's correct. Uh, the way the, the, the actual legislation was crafted is brilliant. Uh, there is nothing they can do on the side they're using to attack it right now. The only thing that the other side can actually hope for is an unconstitutional judge that will make a ruling that is not based in the Constitution. That's the best they can hope for on the other side with the, the plan of attack they have right now. I'm telling you, actually, uh, you know, Michael Bolden with the 10th Amendment Center even warned us, you know, back in 2015 when we started the process with SAPA, hmm. that that's exactly how the federal government will come at us if we get it through, is they'll say supremacy clause. The United States government will cite the supremacy clause in the U.S. Constitution, but it doesn't apply to the 10 Amendments. It doesn't apply. It's, it applies to the limitations on federal government not on limitations on the people, um, or I'm sorry, the freedoms of the people. Yeah. Well, we, the Constitution only. Go we, ahead. We, we see it far too often, though, Patrick, and you're absolutely right. They'll judge shop. They'll they'll look for I'm, – I'm not sure where they would challenge this. Would it be in the um, Eastern District of Missouri, uh, or would they have to challenge in Kansas City somewhere since it came out of Jeff City? Well, I think right now uh, they've had their sights literally on it, just doing it in Jefferson City, okay. the quote-unquote right. source of the problem. Now, uh, we can speculate if they fail there, they will probably take it to the Missouri Supreme Court. If they fail there, if they really want to take it, they could take it to the Supreme Court. But the fact is, they better come up with something better than supremacy clause, because <laughs> we saw that a mile away. Right, right. And, you know, uh, and that's... Go ahead. Can we agree that uh, that anybody that supports the Second Amendment do not want to hurt police departments and shooting victims 
To me, that's an absurd headline that they would even put it that is. out there. Um, Patrick, what what can uh, the gun supporters, uh, Second Amendment supporters, what can we do individually that can help this process? Because in you know the run up to putting the letter on the governor's desk, uh, a lot of people were making phone calls. They were calling their uh, their congressmen, congresswomen, uh, their political leaders. What do we do now to help the cause? Well, actually, it's out of our purview generally now because it's in the court system. Okay. Um, and uh, and by the way, uh, I'm going to let you guys know something here real quick. It's kind of important. Um, I've started an organization called the Missouri Liberty Alliance, and it takes too long to explain the main goal of it. But I encourage people to go to the Missouri or Missouri com a little bit more about us. We are currently working on our website this week, so it'll look a lot prettier at the end of the week. Okay. Uh, but to find out more about what we're doing, but protecting SAPA is something that we are, uh, you know, probably going to be chartered with. But as far as helping the cause goes, our bill is well-crafted. Actually, I stand here honestly telling you I am not worried about the current threat against okay. SAPA. Uh, and it's just because, like I said, we, we saw the federal government attacking the supremacy clause, so we're already in the clear on that. We crafted the bill for this. Um, but what people can do, and this is really, really important, Missouri does not need to be the only state in the union that has this. We need other states to actually do this, too. There's power in numbers. This is actually nullification of federal government overreach. We don't want the Fed coming in and, and literally enforcing unconstitutional laws in the state of Missouri. And that's what the Second Amendment Preservation Act was really all about, although it was tailored just to, you know, gun laws. Yeah. But no. we, so, so other states got, okay, this is the really important part that we probably never talked about. Nine other states got the Second Amendment Preservation Act passed or some variation of it passed in their states this year. We are the only state that had broad ramifications to those who would break the law in our bill that got through all the way through the legislative process signed by the governor. All the other states lost their teeth in their bills in their final negotiations. So we are very different from all other 50 states in this regard. We actually got the Fed out, basically. uh, And by the way, the Fed can still come into Missouri and enforce their unconstitutional laws. But two things. Number one, they won't get help from the state of Missouri in any way, shape, or form. Number two, if someone in Missouri does help them, $50,000 fine to that agency. Wow. So we actually have ramifications. Other states didn't. We need other states with ramifications in their SAPA, in their well, SAPA legislation. We, we look forward to finding out more about the Missouri Liberty Alliance. I, anytime you tell me uh, that your your mission is making Missouri a bastion for freedom, uh, you've got me on board right there. I love that. That's fantastic. Hey, all right. <laughs> Wonderful, man. Uh, uh, Pat- we're looking to grow this organization um, and with basically keeping the freedoms of the people in mind. And we're talking about the freedoms afforded by the, 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 the Ten Amendments. The Constitution literally is not really for us. <laughs> it's for the government. It's literally set up so the government knows where to stop, where its authority stops. It's like any contract, Patrick. Any, any contract is to protect the company, not not the employee. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, Bo, that's a beautiful way of putting it. That's the contract right there. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, the government uh, takes its liberties uh, with our liberties all the time. Where can people go to find out more about your Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast? Sure. Uh, we're on YouTube. 
So the Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast is always on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm running both channels right now, and Missouri Liberty Alliance is also on YouTube, but we're also on many, many other social media platforms with the Missouri Liberty Alliance. Uh, we're forming partnerships with organization, freedom-loving organizations all throughout the state of Missouri. It's a very exciting project, and the concept is to bring all of these freedom-loving uh, organizations, uh, groups, what have you, all together for the purpose of getting good legislation done in the state of Missouri and making sure unconstitutional laws never, ever pass in this state ever again. Amen. Well done. Patrick Holland, the Truth, Money, Freedom podcast and uh, the Missouri Liberty Alliance. Thanks for your time. You bet. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. And uh, thank you once again for helping spread the word about SAPA. You guys are just wonderful. You're awesome. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. I just want to add that you do not have to be a gun owner to support the Second Amendment or what's going on with this. Just educate yourself like we all need to do more of. Great show, though. Yeah, you bet. Good stuff. Great point, Paul. Yep. All right, Patrick, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Another great segment here on uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Yeah, for Mark Cox, I'm Bill Matthews and Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Yeah, there it is. Thanks for listening. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 